Uh, push and pull of city versus rural Japan. Have you ever thought about moving out to the countryside, buying an old house to fix up and living the simple life? This transition has become the passion of people across Japan during the pandemic. And the reasons to move out to the Inaka or rural area or not surprised me in a recent Twitter poll I did, which had over 610 votes and many fantastic comments. Does where and how you grow up inform where you want to live as an adult? Or is it more practical based on where you feel you can enjoy the best quality of life? Here I show the Twitter poll that I did. Uh, the question is, would you move from the city to rural Japan? What would persuade you? Comments appreciated. The choices are low cost of living, good access to services, healthy lifestyle, or nice ho house and garden. I've been considering these questions for the last two years as the hashtag Akia, hashtag Minka, hashtag Kominka, abandoned houses in Japan topic has been the most popular in my Seek Sustainable Japan talk show podcast series. The pandemic has shifted priorities for a lot of people, and this included a reassessment of how quality of life and work is defined. There has been a greater interest in sustainable innovation, traditional designs, and bringing old houses into modern relevance using renovations. Teleworking and the newly discovered ability to commute to city jobs from rural locations has opened up a path to a rural transition many people thought wasn't possible before. I hope this trend helps to save more areas around Japan which are in dire need of a population boost. As I prepared to join an upcoming seminar this March, sponsored by Hiroshima Prefecture, I was one of three panelists. I live on the outskirts of Hiroshima City, but the two other speakers live on remote islands. I was impressed by their desire to live really far away from it all. Island dwellers Tom Colton and Jason Lawrence have both found great communities and work which counterbalanced the inconveniences of living almost two hours commute away from any city. While I admire and often envy their situations, it helped me consider what I value in my small city life and my own motivations for avoiding living in the center of a big city. Tom and Jason both transitioned to rural island life from major metropolises. Tom grew up in London, then lived in Tokyo, and Jason has been living and working in Singapore before he came to this rural area of Japan. Both of them seem to be thriving in their new communities, finding more good than bad for not only themselves, but for their families. For me, even considering a country holiday home, I struggle with the inconveniences of being so far out of town. But Jason says of his lack of access to city life is actually something he likes about living on Osaki Kamijima, the name of his island. 
Tom Miyagawa Colton is a highly skilled entrepreneur who runs a cafe he set up to sell British teas, sweets, and meals, but also has various income streams from collaborative work as a translator, photographer, and content creator. Tom and his wife settled in the historical area of Mitarai by utilizing the support of a government-sponsored system to encourage city dwellers to move out to rural areas of Japan. They were first set up in sponsored housing, but have since moved and bought a remodeled old house, in, uh, changed the rem uh, old house into a remodeled stunning home with exposed beams and beautiful white plastered walls. Tom will give us more insights into his life and work when he joins as a guest on the Seek Sustainable Japan talk show on the 11th of March. Jason Lawrence settled on the island of Osaki Kamijima, a remote island in Hiroshima that can only be accessed by ferry. He has a teaching job a few days a week and seems to have a great work-life family balance by maintaining a low cost of living. As an avid runner, he enjoys exploring the natural areas and feels that they have enough conveniences there to sustain them for everything they need. Jason said he likes only being able to access his home by ferry. The remote aspect of the location has great appeal for him. Going back to my Twitter poll on rural versus city, in the Twitter poll, I ran uh, asking the city versus rural life question. I was surprised and impressed by the enthusiastic 500 plus responses in the first 12 hours. Now, the top three reasons not to move to rural Japan, uh, you can probably guess the number one biggest reason people do not want to move from the city to the countryside is bugs. The number two reason is lack of jobs or career options. And the number three is they don't want to be cut off from city life. The izakayas, the nightlife, the range of eateries and cafes, the neon, the big buildings, the fast public transportation, and the buzz of an active metropolis. Now, the top three reasons to move to rural Japan were interesting. Uh, the top three reasons people do want to move out to the rural areas were number one, bigger house and garden. Number two, the surrounding beautiful nature and a healthier lifestyle. And the number three uh, reason was to have lower cost of living. From the comments, I deduce that the top three myths about rural Japan life, I would say a myth is more bugs. Uh, two, higher costs, and three, a lack of jobs. I have lived and traveled in cities and countryside areas all over the world, including the US, Japan, Australia, Norway, the UK, Thailand, Nepal, India, China, Spain, Morocco, Italy, France, and well, I think the bug argument doesn't fly. Wink, wink. Some city dwellings have a lot of bugs, others don't. Some rural dwellings have bugs, others don't. I think we are talking more about lifestyle habits, dwelling quality, and finding ways to live more in balance with nature. 
In terms of health and sustainability, I hate using chemicals in the house that likely damage my family's health more than the bugs. But I have learned to appreciate certain bugs as well. For example, I love my house spiders. Just like I respect the sharks in the ocean and the wolves in the forest, these predators are essential for balance. The spider warriors keep the nasty roaches and centipedes in balance. Check out the great talk below with writer Alex Katie Martin about the interesting history and folklore of Japanese wolves and a good argument why they should be brought back, reintroduced into Japan. Since we adopted cats, however, they only seem to like catching the spiders, not the roaches or centipedes. I'm hoping the spiders will learn to stay higher up and the cats will consider catching some roaches? Fat chance. So yes, we do occasionally have roaches, but we usually only see centipedes once or twice a year when we have heavy rains that bring them in from the waterlogged garden. Luckily, we have never been stung and centipedes are excellent for the garden health because they also act as warriors out in the garden to keep things in balance. Live in harmony with nature whenever possible is a good mantra. It, if it would kill you or your kids if they drank it, is it really something you want to use around the house or garden? So we're talking here about pesticides or sprays to get rid of insects. Uh, they often do more harm than good. I've seen Japanese apartment dwelling people completely freaked out by even tiny ants and really freaked out by the big, bad, ugly, and dangerous bugs of Australia or Hawaii. My sense of bug fear and those of my students on study abroad programs certainly dulls over a few weeks of living in bug havens like Hawaii or Australia. In terms of costs, Rural areas living is a clear winner. Jason Lawrence has moved from Singapore to Osaki Kamijima Island and talked of picking oranges for a day at a local uh, citrus farm to pay for his family's rent and having to work as a teacher only two days a week to cover their simple rural lifestyle. In the Seek Sustainability Japan talk show series, many guests who are rural homeowners rave about finding great old houses and fixing them up to modern comfort level well within 10 million yen or 100,000 US dollars. Quite the bargain. If you compare that with current rent prices in Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and even Fukuoka for a two-bedroom house in a central location, you would quickly burn through that $100,000 amount in only a few years. Rural dwellers also talk of bargains and even tit-for-tat exchanges for goods and services without the need for money. Public transportation is less frequent, but most rural dwellers enjoy driving, cycling, walking instead of using crowded commuter trains. 
It takes longer to get to the nearest city, but as Byron and Kaori Nagi says, you find less and less desire to get back into the big cities and you start to enjoy the slower, more natural pace of life in the countryside. A lot of people I've talked to in the series talk about a change in priorities. You start to see certain things in the rural country life that have more value than you thought they would when you lived in the city. Embrace entrepreneurship. Although there are many flexible job opportunities now with teleworking adoption, the lack of stable income and career opportunities is something that many people thinking of transitioning do worry about. The more successful rural transitions are those who left their city jobs behind and embraced entrepreneurship. Having various income sources as well as lower cost of living like both Tom and Jason talk about, is a great way to feel the benefits of rural life. Jason said if he works at the local citrus farm for a day, he's able to cover his family's rent for a month. This combined with the regular stable income from a teaching job gives a greater sense of financial security. Tom's various revenue streams for translation, collaborations with businesses and content creation fluctuates, but seems like less of a risk when your cost of living is a fraction of what it would be in the metropolis. As for me and many other content creators, going back to teaching once or twice a week online or at a nearby school provides a little bit of stable income. As long as you have a flexible employer that allows for adjustments and makeup classes if needed, this still allows the freedom to follow your dream and continue to work for yourself. A full-time teaching job in Japan at any level of education requires regular office hours, meeting participation in person, and roles on various committees throughout the year, which makes even independent research required as a part of your job difficult. I've never heard of anyone able to work passionately on their side hustle, being an entrepreneur, while working as a full-time staff in Japan. So the big question is, what would it take for you to transition to a rural life from the city? What would be the most persuasive aspect for you? And what would be the key point that would stop you from doing it? I'd love to hear your comments or questions and I'll put any links that you request below. If you'd like to support the work that I'm doing as a content creator and make sure that these kinds of talks and posts and interviews keep going, please check the link tree link below and follow on to be a monthly member on YouTube or monthly member on Patreon, buy me a coffee, or now through the subscription as a newsletter member on Substack. Your support is very much greatly appreciated and it really keeps me going. And from the end of this month, on the last Saturday of every month, we're going to have a live stream just for monthly members where you can ask me anything and I'll give you special insights 
on the interviews, posts, and work that I've been doing. Big thank you to all my existing monthly members. You guys are amazing and keep me going. Don't worry, there'll still be lots of great free content available, but the members will get uh, first dibs on the information and priority on connections and extra information. So if you're interested, please check out the link below. Thanks for listening. See you next time.